I know you know a lot about Plato, but when you've taken your top off, I really want to have a play with those two. Welcome to Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, a man who I have titled Doctor, from Sheffield, with an obsession with disc sports. I could call him Dr. Frisbee Sheffield, but alas, that name is taken by the Director of Studies in Philosophy at Christ College, Cambridge, so you'll have to sell once again for Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? <laughs> doing very well. Thank you, Rich. I, I was disappointed. Sorry. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's been a it's been a big interest with um a brother of mine, Chris, <laughs> okay. uh, raised that with me. I was like, wow, how about that? What a name. What a name. What a name. Mm. How can such a person exist? Oh, I had a day of it, Luke. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Rich. <laughs> um, I can't remember what ridiculous name they've given this storm. Storm. Irma or something like that um and I, I i'm also conscious uh as a as now an adopted canuck um the weather we have experienced will just be you know that's a trifle a trifling thing for you guys it would be nothing but um we had very similar weather today maybe a bit less snow and i i went and played a bit of disc golf after watching wednesday yeah we lose our minds we absolutely mm. lose our minds um so storm arwen is what we've been hit with. Arwen. Arwen, yeah. We decided we started naming them a couple of years ago. So um presumably this is the first one we've had of the season or it's of with, the year. It's with an A, right? With an A, yeah. Not Stor- Storm Irwin after Dennis Irwin. No. Or Steve, Steve Irwin. Irwin. Yeah. Or, or Bindi Irwin. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the there's another one, isn't there? But yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, got in my car, uh, mm. Google immediately said, your route may be affected by Storm Arwen. And Google was not wrong. Mm. Uh, so having left at 12.30, should have comfortably got to the ground at about two-ish with that sort of departure time, uh, missed kickoff. Uh, so not a happy bunny, kind of stressful, and um Took a long route home to avoid the many winding roads, and uh, this is this just a week after the government cancelled uh, the Northern Powerhouse project. Essentially, um, just really shown how, how terribly the, the the links between Sheffield and Manchester are the worst, apparently, of any European city or major European cities, uh, and that, that so yeah, nothing is going to be done to address that fact. But anyway, you're well. That's good. Yeah, you frisbee. I frisbeed like a doctor from Sheffield. Yeah, you chuckered a disc, as you guys tend to say. Chuckered a disc. Yes, I did. Yeah, very much so. Um, great stuff. Well, should we mm. get on to news? Let's get cracking. Yeah. Breaking hoo hoos. Hoo hoos to be broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> these are. It's more sort of two sort of endpoints on bits of news that have been rattling around for a while mm-hmm. uh, so 
first off, Mendes Lang, who's been training with the club on and off and around for a few weeks, maybe maybe even more than a month now, has actually signed on. So we've we've uh, we've brought him to the club. Uh, a bit of a checkered pass, but also a very good record. You know, he's always played at a good level. Um, obviously, he left his last club under or, or his previous one of his previous clubs under a bit of a cloud with the old cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He was very at home with all the snow around, I will tell you. Oh, oh like a pig in muck. <laughs> Mendes, it's not that sort of powder. Um, <laughs> not even allegedly, fun. is it? Not even allegedly. So we don't been... have to pretend we're, we're being scandalous, nefarious little, yeah. little dubious little oiks <laughs> saying nasty when things. You... Yeah, when you've been caught with the icing sugar all over your uh, your, your snout and mouth, uh, yeah, the 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 the, the, uh, the questionable nature goes away. It's it's uh, you know case case closed. Uh, but what are your thoughts on bringing him in? Bringing you know him in. Much about him? Uh, I know he's a winger. I know he's someone who's a bit tricky, a bit pacey. I know he can chip in with uh, the odd goal and assist. He's uh, the old, uh, you know, super quick winger who's a bit like shit off a shovel. Yeah. And uh, that's as much as I know about the chap. I've, I've always known he's always been in particularly well regarded form. I think he started his career at Wolves. Was that correct? I think so. Yes. He, he was kind of one of the, they had a kind of crop of fancied youngsters, didn't they? And he was, mm. he was, he's also spent a bit of alone time at the pigs, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2000, back in 2011. He's had many a storied career at the second tier. He's spent. He's been a lot of uh, Laura Laura clubs in the Laura, championship. Lola Lola clubs. Yeah, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Shrewsbury. Mm. He's, yeah, it's a bit of a. There's a, there's a lot going on there. So I, I mean, um, it, it seemed like someone who I, I think when we were kind of linked and there were some rumors about him in the summer, like I, it seemed like a pretty decent acquisition. Maybe the, the yep. shine's really been taken off it because he's been training with the club for a long time. He's been linked. He's been there to a long degree. And he has... This is also... I think the context of this signing is something that is probably going to cause a lot of uh, Wednesdayites a bit of dismay that um, we seem to have a storied record for signing wingers to then play wing back which whether yes. is that something that a role that suits them and then even you know in this in this uh in this kind of world where we seem to be emulating the overlapping center backs maybe we just basically make wingers center backs a la marvin johnson <laughs> yes. so yeah. so there is that uh also in the context of this all happening was last time around we were talking this on the podcast there were Rumours that we were after a mystery-free agent yes. defender. So that looked to be revealed in the press as Adrian Mariapa, who is a ripe, ripe old age. Ripe and, old age, uh, Ripe old age. And uh, it looks like he's uh, swanned off to Australia. Yes. He's so, gone down under. Down under. Um, he's gone to hunt for the amber nectar down there. So that's that's what's happened to uh, Adrian Mariapa. I mean, a, a fairly decent linkage. Um, again, he's uh, he's he's been at the Championship Club buffet with uh, with Mister Mendes Lang. You know, having a few. Certainly, yeah. 
so I think like because the, the reason that, that we were looking at him in part was he he hadn't been completely inactive. He had been play he played in he'd been playing international football. So um, like there was the thought that he could maybe just drop in. I know he's mm-hmm. as you say he's a ripe old age. Um, mm-hmm. Benders Lang obviously doesn't have that to to draw on. He's he, he's yeah. been training with the club, but he's not played any games this season. So mm-hmm. there'll probably be some sort of bedding in period, I presume. Um, but, sure, bar uh, appearances for the under twenty threes, you know. Yeah, do you think it sort of says something about the recruitment in the summer though that we signed so many wingers and it really only feels like Corbineau is doing what he's supposed to do out of those wingers? Pretty much. I mean, like you know. We can get into today. I think there's maybe a little bit of turning around, hopefully, mm-hmm. where Shadipo's had an incredibly patchy record in that regards. Sal mm-hmm. or so, however you want to put it, rumors of him yeah. being on I'm the not- way out. You know, he's he's never a person who's never found his footing. It seems a little bit harsh given some players having more chances than others, as we've discussed previously. Yeah. Um, but, but then in terms of what I want from a winger. Mm, Mm-hmm. I'm only really to this point. I'm only really seeing that from Corbino. Like Johnson's played some games, but interestingly, Brown, who came yep. in as a left back, has played as much on the wing as anybody else. Yeah, but none of them have really got, got tricks. They're not really pacey. They're not really beating men. Um, you know, essentially, Corbino is giving me what I'm after. As if if, if I'm <laughs> if I'm picturing a winger and wing play, I want somebody that's beating a man, putting crosses in, making things happen, putting the defence on the back foot. I mm. don't see any of that really from Johnson. I haven't. I know it's unfair to so, but um, I've not seen very much of that from him. Shadipo's been pretty much hopeless, nameless when he's come on, and he seems to slow the game down rather than kind of pick it up and run at people. So I, I wonder, I mean, bringing in another winger, Mendes Lang is known for just running at his man, really. and uh... You know, it's also the, the definition now. There's that, like, you know, effectively we're we're playing with wingbacks, right? So, but then, yeah. so you're adding to that group, um, you're adding Jack Hunts, and you're adding Patterson. Yeah. Which seems to be one of his more natural positions this season, I would say. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we, we've got a wealth of options. And like I, I, I don't think we're going to get the complete play. Like I agree and with you for the purpose of looking at Corbino, that uh, he is the player who's looking the complete package in that position. But um, you know, I don't think we need. I think we just need one of those players on song. I think someone else does other good work in that position. And I mean, you've you've mentioned Johnson, who seemed to be getting a bit of footing in this weird left yeah. center back role. Um, but we, I think beforehand, when we looked at that, if we ever did sometimes double up on the wings, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Johnson because in that yeah. kind of, when he gets forward, he's, he's got a decent cross on him from deep. Yeah. It seemed to weirdly bring the best out of his attacking. Mm. Uh, unless, yeah. unless we ever get into, you know, we've also forgot that we've got Liam Palmer who. Lovely and Palmer. Lovely and Palmer. Yeah. It seems to be, he seems to be finally developing to wing back. Yeah, you know, I mean, he has a lot of utility and a lot of strength. I I think it's only been this level and a stage of his Wednesday career in developing his uh, abilities is that we're seeing that side from him that he can do wing back. So there is an absolute ton of options. 
So the context of this to go back to is it is confusing as a Wesley fan to come into the situation and be like, we've tried for a centre-back defender who is of reputable dispute and still a bit of fitness, and yeah. we've got another winger. Yeah. It, it seemed yeah, to be the timing. It seemed to be like, you're disappointed we didn't get this, but look what yeah. we got you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it, they, they, they seem counter... It seems counter-instinctual mm. to kind of go, oh, you've got space for one more player in the squad. And it's like, well, it'll be a defender or the complete yeah. opposite of a defender. Gib- Gibson goes back as well. You know, yeah, we're giving up on Gibson. Yeah, you know, which is fair, but um, absolutely, fair. yeah. And then you know, again, we're still, you know, that that maybe kind of brings us into today. Well, we've got stuff to talk about as well, other things to talk about. Well, but yeah, but well, there's a quick little semi little link between that is like Palmer. Palmer, well, Palmer was thought was to be ill, but it seems to be Palmer's wife has COVID, so right. as a precaution, Palmer's at home. So. So that uh, Rob and John were saying in the commentary, which was fed to them from someone on Twitter. So, okay, I I, I haven't well, verified Darren, how true that is. Talking about sniffles, you were saying this time of year, even if they've got a sniffle, we send them home. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that makes sense, though. I mean, how many times have we seen like those numbers where it's like a manager comes out at the end of a game, he's like, "We've got nine players down with the flu or whatever." So it's good to keep good to try and like manage people. Uh, and I think COVID has maybe taught us some of those skills in a way that we had mm. previously. Maybe talk about management as the way to kind of bring us into the, the general feeling with the Sheffield Wednesday squad, but also maybe one of the very few notes I have from the midweek game. I'm happy to talk about this game. I did mm. watch it and I do have some feelings to put, to put across, but the only thing I kind of wrote down was really, again, we're looking at in this environment with a Sheffield Wednesday squad, we're looking at some interesting lineups and we then have the situation where we made changes from the winning team last week again, and then going up against MK Don. So I was like, Oh, is Patterson injured? Turns out Patterson was left out because of the fear of the five yellow cards. Right. Okay. That seemed to be the narrative I had put across and maybe that was a cutoff date. I don't really know if that is a cutoff date. I'm going to be honest with you. Tends to be in December, I think. <sighs> Something like that, anyway. So, but that was decided. We had an appearance from one of our more disappointing players that we signed, and that's George Byers. In you're definitely you're you're an avowed uh, anti-Byers man at this point. Yeah, I'm not biasing what he's oh. what he's selling. Oh. Hmm. This guy. I'm not entirely sure about what he kind of brings to the proceedings. But again, I've, it was it I've was... been I've been reasonably I wouldn't say impressed, but I, I've not been I, well, I think he's had some he had some okay appearances. I think he's he has at least some tactical discipline. Like he he will he will sit in that kind of anchor holding role, which we've got lots of players who just cannot do that, mm. will not do that. Um, whether he's really good there, I don't know. <laughs> That's a different question altogether. Mm. Um, I'm certainly with it's been a little underwhelming what we've seen from him. Although he could have, he scored that lovely header um, previously. He he's he's hit the post with efforts. He looks like he's got some ability around the edge of the box in terms of shooting, uh, which is something our captain does not have in that position. 
so I don't know. I'm not. I'm sort of still saying the jury's out a little bit for for Byers. There's still room for him to mm-hmm. to impress. Maybe, okay. Hopefully. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm. I. I'll get aboard your. Uh... Get aboard your fake hope train. Fake hope train. I'm wondering if Flash Goal, in its presentation of having players on the pitch, whether they have a limitation with the width of four players because um, they just refuse to go any wider. They can't go anymore. So that's why you've got uh, your boy Jack Hunt in a Chibon. sweep in a sweeper role, oh, screening nice. screening offensive fielder. I just don't. Pay, I just think it's not even worth paying attention to. <laughs> Giving them the time of day. So in that game, we have, went with. Didn't they have like? Didn't they have Patterson playing like sweeper a game recently as well? Like, it's something just... like that. It's, it's wubbish. 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 Anyway, um... so yeah, I was disappointed that Luongo missed out. I I could see. I think there's a lot of there seems to be a lot of squad management going on. So maybe I should probably give a bit of faith to Darren Moore than that. I'm going to be honest. Well, I, I don't. I think so often we've seen Longo come back and then just be injured again so quickly because he comes back and plays full games and plays, you know, plays start to finish in matches. And uh, I, I don't mind a bit of ch- changing. And I think we, it's one of the few areas in the pitch where we actually can change without drastically hurting ourselves. Um, mm. But so, so. So I th- this game, unfortunately, so I was coming down from I was driving down from Scotland. So I it was terrific uh, company on my drive, um, and uh, the the sort of final moment, the big moment of the game, happened as I as I arrived in Chester. So it was it was beautiful timing on many levels. Uh, but what what take me through what was it what was it feeling like that that particularly that sort of first half was that what was the sort of it it seemed like i mean for a game like this which was i feel like i'm probably gonna have to go back and kind of look at the uh look at the look at match recap for this look at look at the report um looking at this game like it, it seemed like a fun kind of game between you know two teams and if not at, at time of kickoff, but teams in and around the top six and with aspirations mm. of looking at promotion. And I don't think MK Dons looked a bad side at all, but I think we really, we're really starting to see some confidence with the play that um, Darren Moore really wants to bring to this football club. So I think that is a huge positive. And I think going into this, if I can kind of look back, I think it was the first half I think we conceded. No, it was just after, it was right after half time. Okay, so you know it's it seemed a game at the half time was a bit like yeah you know we're we're doing pretty well, um it's a pretty decent it, it showing. Looks, it, it, I think it sounded like and looked and looking from the stats, it looks like we're just absolutely random ragged. It just looks like chance after chance. We had ten ten shots, uh, total shots in the first half. Mm. We've got twenty five from the whole game. I I have I've, I've since watched the extended highlights. So Dunkley just seemed to win all of the corners yeah. were put at Dunkley, and Dunkley seemed to win just about every one of them and create mm-hmm. all the old mouse scrambles. And they did well to survive them, but it just felt like maybe it felt like probably it was a matter of time before one of them paid off. Um, what did you make of? So in the first half, I think was the was when Brennan bundled one over the line. Yeah. I mean, this is the interesting thing is that, um, you know, going into that and seeing that that goal 
it's disappointing. It's disappointing that we've had one where, but I, I, I can almost see like the argument to say that Dunkley fouled, but Dunkley is just so athletic and so up for it that he yeah. will just leapfrog players pretty much, just get up on their shoulders, give himself a yeah. bit of a boost, and absolutely just just muller the ball, much like it's like kids playing leapfrog. It's like the the, yeah. the other player defender is crouching down, and you know Dunkley is towering above them. When he yeah. just he just gets going, and I, I, it was incredible for a game that basically it seemed to be the tactic we seem to use is just we're just going to feed Dunkley, we're just going to yeah. hang it up at the back stick, and he's just going to absolutely go for it. I know I think it was one of the one of the one of the set pieces in the game where Dunkley I think it was a corner on the left, and Dunkley seemed to be like clearing out the box, telling people to cut hold back. Because he was just going to absolutely go for it and just mull it, muller it. Yeah, it was just creating the space for him to run in and to just attack it with with this prowess that he has, which we're really seeing the joys of for then. So it, it was it was harsh. It was a little bit unfortunate. I can probably see why it was given. Um, that wasn't a particularly great decision. Uh, we can talk about something else. I remember when looking over the match report here, which was pretty criminal. Um, and then we seem to just go behind from a real, a really good strike from from Scott Twine, who seems to apparently have. I think it's been said. I think it was said on Al's Americas. I think brought up that Scott Twine has the best record from outside the box in right okay. in Europe. Essentially, it's he just. This is just what he does. He just bangs him in, bangs him in from range. Mm-hmm. Really, it's. I mean, it's one of those you cannot. There's no, you can't really criticize the defense because, with the best will in the world, you've got to stand somewhere. <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. give anybody a chance to close him down, and you can't really criticize the goalie because it's just such a sweet strike. Mm-hmm. Um, what so the, this is a, it is an interesting game because it felt like there were quite a lot of incidents in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, I suppose just in terms of Dunkley, did you think? 10 minutes in, did you think that was maybe a penalty that he'd given away? That was that was um, twine through sort of one-on-one. That was an interesting one. Um, I could see it being given. I thought it was it was clumsy, it was a bit soft, but also knowing that as much as we as much as we're growing to grow into our new new romantic relationship with Shay Dunkley, where we know he's got previous with being a bit handsy in the box, you know. Yeah. It seems to be his defensive style, which doesn't. Yeah. Hmm. I think have uh, there's not annoyingly we don't get the other angles, do we? We're not on Sky, so we don't get everything from like six different views. But it's not clear that there's that much contact at all. As you say, I think knowing Dunkley and seeing the situation, why would the player go down? Um, but yeah, maybe potentially, maybe sort of got away with one there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that very unlucky for that that goal that the Brennan goal not to count. I think it just looked like he reacted quicker than everybody else and should have probably been rewarded with a with a goal for his efforts. I don't I don't think there's anything particularly untoward that, that Dunkley did. The thing that baffles me the most though is what happened at the hour mark. Did is this something that you saw on the extended highlights package, Rich? You probably did. I'm just reminding myself, but yes. So uh, 
you know, Hunt was kind of in the clear, kind of on the angle. So he tried to strike it in um, on the angle. It's a very difficult angle. Comes back off the post and Windas was running onto it. And he was very clearly clipped from behind for a penalty. And the so referee it, said nothing. It was Gregory, just to say. The, I know that match report says Windas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Gregory. Yeah. Match reports now. It's the Associated Press. It's nonsense. It's rubbish. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, it's as clear as clear a penalty shout as I've maybe ever seen. Like, yeah. yeah, he's falling over the defending player before he gets to the box, and then fully commits to just smashing Gregory. Yeah, it, it's he. I, I'm sure he's he's in his mind. The defender has thought, well, I'll take him out. He's got an open goal, so I'll take him out to save the goal. Maybe I get a yellow. Maybe I maybe mm-hmm. I get a red. But mm-hmm. I've stopped the goal. Mm-hmm. And for it not to be given was just insane. Absolutely insane. It's it's one of the poorest decisions I've seen this season. I think it is the poorest decision I've seen this yeah. season in third-tier Sheffield Wednesday football. It's it's weird how they're like, they are so bad. But it's diff- they find different ways to be bad. Because more often than not, it's like they don't make a decision. So that's their big thing that they do is they don't. They don't get drawn in. They don't give in to the crowd. I'm being mm. strong. You're saying but it's then- season 23 of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, very, very odd. So we made we made nice positive substitutions, really, didn't we? So they, just before that hour mark, before that incident... We brought Windass on for Canberry, which gave everybody a lift seeing, seeing Windass come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Byers, Luke's uh, Bet Noir, Byers <laughs> went off and Massimo Luongo came on. And then we made another sub, just because uh, I think it felt like we were cranking up the pressure. But we the final, third and final sub was we brought on Berahino for Delhi Bashiru. Which is... Um... Which is a popular, not in terms of its reception, but in terms of a common move... From mm. Darren Moore, it's it's a very Darren Moore chess gambit. <laughs> yes, yes, bringing bringing on the effective, bustling, always busy, very committed player in Delhi Bashuru, and yeah. bringing on someone who is none of those things. Sadio <laughs> Berahino. I I did think, in a way, I could, again in in the kind of way that we would bring in John Rhodes for, in these situations. I thought it was a theoretically a good move um, in that we were, well, we were making chances. The ball's in the box. You want the fox in the box guy to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, I'm, as I'm saying, theoretically, it's the right move to make. Um, but I, I, well, you, when you say the- fox in the box, you're saying a very mangy, diseased fox who has his head <laughs> stuck in a box of KFC, much like Winnie the Pooh, with a honey pot, as he were. Yeah. Mm. Doing, doing that noise like a woman screaming. But <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know how it happened, but he actually is like, instead of rabies, he's actually got gangrene as a disease, which he can actually <laughs> bite into other people. It's quite <laughs> impressive. <laughs> he's he's bad. I, I don't, I'm just... I know. I'm. I'm really. I'm hoping for the best personal case as a Wednesday that there's a situation that he redeems himself. I know. I think we're seeing a narrative of players coming back and redeeming themselves with certain so performances. It can so happen. It can happen. 
but he he owes us he owes us for a lot of pitch time to be honest mm. Mm. um so we spent a whole game we spent 80 some minutes we had how many corners did we have in total we had 14 corner kicks um and <laughs> till the 83rd minute they were all aimed at the back post for che dunkley mm-hmm. and <laughs> one of them <laughs> went to the front post and uh that's what produced the equalizing goal yeah what a, another wonderful guiled header from Gregory. It's a good ball from Windass. It's um, it's a great bit of movement from from Gregory. Real uh, like I'm not don't don't mind me. I'm just I'm just going for a walk. Ah, oh, flick it over your head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really a, a beautiful effort mm. guided into the, the 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 side netting on the far side. Um, absolutely deserved on the balance of play and the amount of chances we'd continue to make so many shots just straight at this keeper straight down his throat uh Corbineau being particularly uh guilty of of that particular trait um I really like seeing some of you know that I really like seeing some of Jack Hunt's work continued into today as well but the, this position, he's really grabbing the, uh, the the wing element of being wing back by the by the short and curlies and running with mm. it, which is which is nice to see. But this is a monumental game, isn't it, Luke? Because we know the Sheffield Wednesday team can come back and get a draw from behind, but it is now a number of years mm-hmm. since we actually got the three points from behind. Mm-hmm. But we only went and did it. Only gone and. Lumin won the game in stoppage time, haven't we? Corbino, Windas, and Bannon just kind of like bumping balls off MK Don's defenders until something <laughs> something broke loose. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's it's very cool and calm, given that we're in the in the ninety third minute by the time the the balls played in, uh, and ninety fourth by the time that the ball goes in the goal. Corbino's pass is very well thought through. Windass has picked up a position just out of the, the huddle. Mm. Um, a little bit of luck because <laughs> he goes for it first time with his left um, and sort of whiffs, but whiffs in the most perfect way possible because it goes well, how does right he? Him and... It's it's pretty miraculous, like a miss kick, like, because yeah. he's meeting that with his left foot and he manages to get underneath it and skew it backwards. Because I kept thinking, like, like yeah, I don't know, yeah. Could, or did he you could purposely, you could purposely do that if someone, you know, if you're practicing, if you're practicing on the training ground and you're dicking around with some friends in the schoolyard, and yeah. someone feeds the ball to you, and you slice it up over yourself and swivel round and do that. Yeah. After probably after about ten attempts, you might do one that's, you know, okay. <laughs> You're not going to do anything in a professional football match with as many players against you and other professional players playing against you to do something like that and to turn and swivel and to meet the ball so well. What a finish. That's the thing, isn't it? The finish is so perfect on his right foot. Mm. It's just gorgeous. And I also wonder, you know, they've been so backs to the wall, bodies on the line, just that little break in what's expected maybe there's just the, the only way we were going to score that goal was something freakish happening followed by by a great a great piece of execution from windus to mm. to, to finish it off um 
What a brilliant way to announce his return. Oh, it's storybook stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I'm not going to say you couldn't write it because I, I have heard a brilliant, like, it's just like, I, th- you know, it's like, you know, if you have you seen June, I think they can picture Stevenage beating Diamond Diamond and Redbridge. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, um, it's it, there are times when sport. I think obviously it's predictable within its own realms, but it's it's when things happen that would stretch credulity. If you read that in a story, you go, "Oh, come on." <laughs> Of course, he doesn't score the ninety, you know, the ninety-fifth minute winner. Mm. <laughs> um, but the dead, I mean, it's it, I. We've we're in the midst of a pretty good run of form now. We'll talk about it at the end of the coverage of, t- of today's game. But mm. um, you know, alternating draws and wins, and getting more wins than you get draws. Mm-hmm. Shall I just a- completely uh, shoplift that initial? That initial quote, because it's something you sent to me recently. So just look at that. I think they've sent it back to over over a number of years as well. So it's nothing new. I'm sick of sports commentators saying you couldn't write write a script like this. If people can write scripts about dystopian futures in which life is in fact a simulation made by (gasps) sentient machines to harness humans' eat electricity as an energy source, they can probably write ones about Gary Taylor Fletcher scoring a last-minute equalizer (laughs) against Stoke. Yes, yes. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> oh, but I, I, you, we've got a new sports psychologist involved, supposedly at the club. I don't know whether mm. this is his or there. I shouldn't assume. One mustn't assume. Could it doesn't need to be a male sports psychologist? Well, I, I mean, well, that's the first thing, Rich. I mean, I'm, I'm also going to correct you on two terms here, Rich. Is that if you've seen Ted Lasso, what it means is you get a sports psychologist who's a woman. Yeah. You know, ooh. ooh, I can't operate on this film. This is my son. Why? Yeah. Ooh, it turns out you're a sexist and you didn't think women <laughs> could be doctors. <laughs> that's the first thing, Rich. Let me put you in your place. Exactly. The second thing, I the second thing is sports psychologist. Not you get nervous. one, you get one, and they take you to promotion. So there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Ted Lasso. Hopefully, nobody else has heard about this brilliant idea in the league because if everybody gets a sports psychologist then where are we it's gonna be a real pile up in that cube, the first team cube, to get two is the one that wins <laughs> it's an arms race <laughs> oh we all just thought ted lasso was going to teach his management tips about being a goldfish and how we should all bake amazing shortbread right <laughs> yeah exactly mm. and every day could be november if you really try hard <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that bad jokes about draws that are called ties, but no one calls oh. them ties here, so that joke doesn't work. Maybe if, maybe if they send them some underpants and be like, ooh, draws, oh, I get it now. Yeah, that could work. That could that work. Would be better. Fucking, I'm wasted here. Um, should be in that fucking writer's room. <laughs> and then there's a new character called Luke, and it turns out <laughs> Temple likes him even more, actually. He recommends they all have chips and they win the league. <laughs> Fuck you, David Moyes. <laughs> oh, so shall we talk mm. about the weekend's game? Let's do that, yeah. But yeah, what a tremendous. I mean, uh, even in my, I was sat alone in my car 
punching the air. I did do a little honk on the horn. Nobody else would have known what it was about. <laughs> um, unbelievable. You know, great comeback. And uh, brilliant performance. You know, a top six side. We've done what we, we said we would. We keep the unbeaten run going. It's an incredibly gutsy performance. And one that I think I, I seem to see a lot of people posting on Facebook and Al's talk and Twitter to say, I, I'm, I'm still happy today. It seemed to yeah. be one of those moments that, that bred a lot of goodwill amongst Wednesday Eyes for a very... It's a big monkey on our back, hasn't it? It's yeah. been a, a big... I mean, that sinking feeling when we let in a goal in that, like, all mm. the, the best we can absolutely hope for now is a draw has been deep set. You know, it's bone deep at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to 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 rid ourselves of that particular mental tick and mental block is very very important. I think it feeds into we were we had the run of form. I know this is an unbeaten run that's stretched. We've talked about it, likening it to the the Huddersfield one, but peppering in these wins along the way is what makes that good form rather than worrying form. Draws can kind of. You know, it's it's a, just like a lot like Thai food. You know, you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything to follow that with, to be honest. To be honest, didn't think, uh, didn't I, think we're gonna pad our season out with ties. Hey, again, get this guy in the blooming Ryers room, please. <laughs> For the love of all that is holy, uh, right? So. <laughs> Would we have uh, an after the Lord Mayor show type performance at the weekend? That was the big question. Question on everybody's lips. Mm-hmm. And when you have such a question in your mind, what better way to soothe your your, mm-hmm. your dark thoughts than to see Callum Patterson is starting at centre back? Yeah. Olomide Shadipo is starting the game. Oh, yay. It's gonna be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you were you similarly similarly kind of a bit heart sink? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, wacky lineup shit, as I've put it in my nose. Wacky, wacky business. And then and then I, you know, we're trying to bring a player back. We're trying to manage him. We're trying to give him minutes. So then we play Windass and centre midfield. Yeah. Probably more well, of a player of, who's going to burst. Turned out sort of everywhere. <laughs> Windass just went wherever he could fit, felt like. That's that's fine. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's really. I mean, as you say, the signing of Mendes Lang and not signing a defender once again. We just simply do not have options in defence, and we insist. Maybe we have to. I I can understand I, if if. If I was told by Darren Moore he doesn't trust any of his centre backs to play in a two, I'd understand that. I'd probably agree. Mm. But the fact is, this this shape this means we're playing the maximum number of centre backs, mm-hmm. and we're doing it at a time where we just simply don't have very many players in that position. Yeah. So we end up with Callum Patterson, uh, who's game. He will play anyway. He'd play in goal if you asked him to. Mm. <laughs> but I do, what I don't understand about this, and we'll, I mean, it plays a prominent part in the game. The fact that Patterson is is centre back. What I don't understand in that is him being the left, like he's the least comfortable centre back 
Mm. Presumably playing in of the three positions, the position he's least would be least comfortable playing in. So is the thinking just put all of the weird in that one place? Because <laughs> the other two are centre-backs by trade. So being a left-sided centre-back for them presumably is less weird than Callum Patterson playing centre-back, which he's never really done mm. consistently at any point in his career. So what did... I feel you're a man who's a lot more astute about these things than I am, Rich. In terms of Brennan, like, position, what what type, what side of centre-back? Well, I mean, he's, he's, he's play, he played right, but he has played left before. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure him and when it was... When we've played a couple of youngsters together, I think I've seen him play left side of centre-back. But I... If, you could also make an argument for there's there's definitely a bit of being wise after the event because if Kieran Brennan is the one that makes a, a goal costing mistake, then we're saying why have you put the youngest player in the weird position? So yeah, yeah so well, I don't know. maybe for the longer term future. Now that we're seeing Brennan as a established option in our situation, yeah, like keeping his confidence going and keeping him comfortable as possible while he is getting that experience and getting yeah. the minutes of first team first team league one football is probably the best for him. And I liked it. I liked uh, his game today. I thought yeah um, he's been pretty consistently consistently decent. And breaking forward a couple of times to try and sort of shock them and take them out of their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah on top of a, a very solid defensive performance. Nice to see those other elements coming in. That Brennan Bauer, living up to that Brennan Bauer nickname that we all we all put upon him. <laughs> mm. So, so I missed the first ten minutes. What what did I miss? What did you miss? Uh, there was a big. Uh, I guess the the early kind of chance that kind of happened was, uh, if I'm recalling this correctly on correctly on the fifth minute, and it was Hunt who did really well to keep the ball. He actually clattered into Massimo Longo. Uh, he mm. swiveled. Played it into Gregory in the center, who then cycled it out to Shadipo on the wing. Shadipo puts a cross in. Stockdale palms away very uncomfortably, which then kind of came to Camberry, who then did like a kind of swiddled effort from just inside the box, which uh, Stockdale managed to palm away, which it it looked a difficult chance to kind of connect with it like Camberry did. Um, so, So that was kind of like an early chance that we had that was of, of some merit. I'm not really sure how to kind of think about it again when I, I kind of think back at it in my mind. It'll probably make the extended highlight reel. Um, yeah. But, you know, a sign that it's kind of coming together and some of that, probably more a triumph for the build-up play from that. Canberry is a very strange finisher, yes. um, I would yes. say. I, I The thing I'm really enjoying, though, is I, I felt from this game just to kind of cut forward. Um Cam Barry had a very decent game today. I also, I agree. I liked his work today. Yeah. And yeah, work is, I think saying I liked his work is is a good way of putting it and putting it across for the sake of this conversation. I'm still not 100% sure of what his talents are. <laughs> no, no. Um, but he, but he, he, he definitely does something and I think it's definitely positive. There's a certain doggedness i think there's a certain every now and again there's a certain talent that kind of ekes out from what yeah. he's doing and what he's playing yeah so no it it's um it is positive that work got now he seems to be 
making making the position his own and making a, a case for his name up front with with Gregory as part of that partnership, and it seems to be working. Um, you could call it the okay. you could oh, call God, it sorry. the Manda Florian. Yeah, lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> this is the um, uh, way, says Darren. <laughs> I think Gregory thrives off. I think he's a. We talked about how he's not a lone frontman; he's a foil player, and I think I think he thrives having a partner. And yeah, I I think to Canberra's credit, he's probably the player in the squad I want to see partnering Gregory. Well, I think the interesting thing with that is I don't think they ever look like it's a natural... It never looks a natural partnership. No, they sort of play near each other rather than together. Yeah, exactly. But then it, it, it feels like they have enough in common that there's a bit of a loose kind of association between them, but it seems to work. It seems to create seems to create some space between them that I think we we benefit from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that having the threat of both of them is a lot for most teams to cope with. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it reduces the amount that each player has to do themselves, which I, I think neither, neither of them are particularly adept when they're under that full full scrutiny. But in terms of like putting together now my what my first choice 11 will be, I, I, I think this shape now feels comfortable and works for the team. So you're putting your your blocks in in that shape generally and I, I think as I say I think despite the fact I, I like Patterson and his work rate um probably for the foreseeable I I want to see those two together uh up top mm. although maybe Josh Windass has got the opportunity to make a, make a case for himself joining that joining that joining that pair or you know joining Gregory I would guess up top mm. uh where, quite where we put Windass is going to be interesting. I mean, effectively against the MK Dons, he's playing left wing back alongside Corbinu to very good effect. But how sustainable is that to essentially have two players playing? Yeah, playing a, good, a good dilemma to have, and maybe that's more of a dilemma for Patterson as well. Is that like I don't? I think he's someone who needs to be on the pitch. I'm just not where? entirely sure where that is. I'm, I'm glad that, it. I'm glad it worked today. I'm, I'm happy to see it given another chance. Yeah, I mean, it, it did make my heart sink seeing it on paper today. Yeah, I think. Well, uh, weirdly yeah. now, I think his best position, Patterson, is probably right wing back. Yeah, I would say that too. But I, I really don't want to see uh, Hunt has been incredible the past two games. He's been so good the last uh, yeah. midweek. Hunt was an absolute beast, yeah. and I think the same performers are probably going to come out with the same amount of credit today. From two very different games, but two very difficult games against top six opponents. But um, yeah, I, I think the two that I want to say pivotal for both games, Luongo and Hunt. Yeah, midweek and today were were exceptional. Yeah, Hunt, Hunt had them on toast today. He just seemed to have so much to his play, and there's mm. one. Well, the go- the goal. Uh, um, I know it's ski- uh, it's skipping ahead. Mm. Uh, we should probably try and be a little bit more <laughs> linear <laughs> linear in things. Mm. But um, so we obviously we started well, which te- is a nice trend we seem to have, but then dropping off after about 15 minutes and then giving them an opportunity or two is a, le- is a less nice, tre- you know, is a more worrying trend. And, and that is one that continued a little bit here. Mm. Um 
I don't really know what went wrong, but we kind of got played, didn't we, with that, with whatever happened on the wing there. I know Jack Hunt was sort of blaming Camberry, and Camberry was looking <laughs> uh, agog at uh, at Jack Hunt, but uh, this it was the the left sided centre back who I should remember his name because he scored later. Obita, Obita, Obita. Um, Obita sort of crossed over with uh, McClary, I think it was. Mm. Uh, and so Obita was heading back towards his own half, uh, and McClary uh, went on the on the overlap towards our goal, and and he backheeled it, and it left both Hunt and Canberry completely out in the cold, and and it gave McClary a very clear run, pardon the pun, uh, towards our towards our box, um, and he he cut it back to the edge of the box, and they were they were queuing up for it. Really, we we've gone very deep. Um, and it's it's a messy goal, isn't it? Scored by Memetti, uh, who I've never seen a player, a football player, playing in a knee brace, but uh, he seemed to have a pretty heavy strapping on his knee, which you'd think Luongo would just half him and we'd wave him off, cheerio. But uh, it didn't didn't happen. He he got his shot on target, and I think Patterson was the one that redirected it past. Bailey Peacock Farrell and just completely gave him no chance on the save. Um, frustrating and familiar. Uh, they have one shot and they score from it, despite you know we have several efforts and don't ma- don't manage to to carve anything particular out. And uh, yeah, they have one effort and it and it's a goal. Um, we we didn't lose. Our, I, I think this is the difference. I think you could feel the difference in the air having got. Come back, come from behind. I think there was a feeling that okay, there's plenty of time to play. Let's let's get on with it, kind of thing. Rather than head and hands, the players' heads didn't go down. Um, but then we had a weird stoppage. Uh, yeah. I don't know how this. I don't know how this came across for you uh, watching from afar. But there there was some commotion um, over in the north stand. Uh, all of the St John's ambulance people charged up there. So I think. Naturally, you're thinking we've seen this a couple of times recently, where it's a fan has had some sort of health episode and and uh, have have needed needed uh, emergency help. It, it doesn't appear to have been that though. It was some sort of scuffle, apparently. Hmm. Uh, so a diff- a different story. But the game stopped. The players went in, uh, <laughs> and it meant that the scoreboard clock was completely confusing for the rest of the half because it it seemed to just be allowed to keep rolling um so for for about 15 minutes it was 45 minutes uh but it looked like we'd come out we'd as well as we'd started it looked like we came out with a bit of a rocket up us i, I don't know whether it was some motivational speech at half uh, at the at the break, or whether it was just a bit of reassurance that there was nothing to be worried about with, from the opposition, um, that we should just play our game. But we we sort of redoubled our efforts on on return, um, which again is sorry, go on. No, just just in strange, incredibly strange, the fact that like it seems to be without having any great insight to it, not being in the game itself, like this was some type of medical emergency and something very untoward happened to yeah happened to a supporter like. in the ground but then but supposedly it was just a fight right two just, two lads got decked two two fans were 
pretty much just going at it like arguing and then took it yeah. to, took it to fisticuffs which is pretty it's pretty shoddy pretty embarrassing i mean it's, it's kind pretty of shoddy been, and embarrassing <laughs> it's pretty good news i guess it's a different context yeah but that kind of gave me from my perspective where i was you know watching thousands of miles away that the perspective of like okay lads we've got to go out and do it for that guy you know <laughs> apparently apparently we should never do it for any of those people because they're, <laughs> because they're cretins that seems to be the case they're embarrassing pieces of shit but anyway <laughs> apart from apart from two lads getting a bit too fucking carried away at a football match um yeah it's it's uh robin john made the comment and i'm sure you probably agree as well because I, I think it's been something you've remarked on quite a few times is any delay in passage of play usually messes us up but this seemed yeah. to be quite the opposite for us yeah yeah it was pleasant mm-hmm um, and I think quite quickly followed following that break is when Shadipo had his best moment in the game. He he took his man on and took his man on again, and he beat him both times, which doesn't normally happen. He beats him the first time, and then he runs into him the second time. But he he got a little sort of uh, cross that he hung up at the far post, and Gregory made tremendous contact, heading it down towards the ground, and somehow Stockdale kept it out. Mm. Uh, it was one of those where you really couldn't believe that it hadn't crossed the line. If it, it, it stretched credulity uh, that it didn't, that didn't go over the line. Uh, by the way, Stockdale's and he's been around, doesn't he? He is. He's uh, thirty-six years old. Yeah, he is is Mister Stockdale been around? Mm-hmm. Been around the world and aye, 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 aye. And he was an interesting character because he was the one who left Brighton, who were kind of doing very well in ascendancy. To jump ship and go to Birmingham of all places for the yes for the moolah yeah and that how'd that work out for you didn't work so, out very well but I'm sure it worked out very well for his bank account I guess I guess that's the main thing isn't it at the end of the day what are these these medal trinkets all about if you uh, if you can look at your bank balance and give yourself a hearty pat on the back <laughs> well you know I'm sure. You know, as I, I think I saw looking around um, other football today, I saw that Danny Drinkwater had bagged for Reading. Oh yeah, and uh, which is 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 often a, a worn path, isn't it, from Chelsea to Reading on the loan deal, lamenting lamenting his career. And I was there thinking, I don't think I'd lament my career if I got one hundred and twenty grand a week to do no. football at Chelsea. Yeah, I think that'd be quite a quite a good uh, good little. <laughs> Nice little, nice little Bunsen, Bunsen burner. I think they would call it, Danny. Bunsen burner. And do you find it interesting that we're looking at we're looking at this Wickham team, who we've got a couple of players who've trodden a worn path. You know, there's a path from Chelsea to Reading. There's also seems to be the path from Reading to Wickham. <laughs> That's the next step in the uh, <laughs> the next step down the ladder. <laughs> step down the ladder at a local basis, because we've, <laughs> we've got a beta room. We've got McCleary, haven't we? We're both. Yeah, both storied yeah. Reading careers before plodding so, on, plodding onto Wickham. Yeah, Sam Folk seems a very good player to have in this division. I, I know he's no uh, spring chi- spring chicken, but well, there seem to be a lot of people who I think prior to us getting Gregory, who was a pretty pretty darn decent acquisition, as we mm. can say now, thankfully. Um, but there seem to be people saying, you know, why have, why are we not getting Piggots? Why are we not getting Vokes, yeah. you know, yeah. these were some of the names of some of the, the characters who've, uh, you know, who have manufactured League One moves and been pretty, 
pretty sizable signings for those. You know, sizable for Sam Votes because he's a chunky chap, isn't he? He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. He's, By the um... way, while we're talking about, let's uh, let's make pithy comments here, Rich. Uh, Wick- Wickham's away kit is terrible. It's like yes. it's like Brannigan's Chris did a bold rebrand. <laughs> In particular, their their sort of um, enormous centre back uh, Tafazoli. It looked at times like he had his shirt off. <laughs> Because he's sort of he's quite tanned complexion wise, and the gold then it just looked like he had his taps off, lads. Taps off. We're on the beach, gonna not leave Gregory. That's what I want. He's not Scottish, but taps off is Scottish. So there you go. It works. He's Iranian, I believe. So possibly, possibly the opposite of Scottish, if if that works. Um, Um, Notes-wise, is there? Should we should we fast forward to the goal, or are you? Uh... I I yeah, uh, it was really gutting the point that I think you brought up about uh, the 39th minutes. That was that was a good thing. Um, mm. We seem to be getting close on the 27th minute before the delay. You know, oh, yeah. we had a corner which Hunt clips over. Dunkley headed it onto Camberry. Yes, yeah, just heartbreakingly couldn't do anything. Event, you know. I mean, it was one of, it's one of those moments where, like, Dunkley has, like, headed it at a right angle to where his face is pointing, but he expects Canberry to perfectly react <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> Just a bullet header at a, um, you know, at a 30-degree angle to, uh, to to where he was pointing, but Canberry's supposed to read that and react. Mm. Uh, yeah, that made me laugh that he shouted at him so much. We had a bit of countering back and forth with Vokes was played on mm. from a flick on. That was it. Yeah, that was it. I, he should have really tested Peacock Farrell with that effort, shouldn't he? He it, mm. it looked like he had a lot of time and space to pick his pick his spot to put his almost, foot through. Almost psyched himself out. Mm. And then on the counter from that, uh, what do you think about a penalty shout on Luongo? Uh, it's there's contact. I don't think there's intent. Hmm. I thought I you were going to say, harsh. there's contact, and then there's contact. <laughs> I, I think, I thought it would, I thought it, I thought it was a bit half-hearted in terms of penalty calls. What did you make of it? Yeah, at the time I did, and then kind of looking back and thinking about it, I was like, yeah, this is a little bit soft, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the biggest shout, I thought there was a couple of shouts for potentially for handball. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them we then went on to score from, but um, there was another one. I think it might have been beforehand where should, I think Shadipo had beaten his man again and he, he sort of played the ball in and it really looked like it hit their player in an arm in an unnatural position. You know, it was kind of like hanging away from their side, uh, not you know, at, a, at an angle rather than just straight down. I, I thought mm. that could have been given, but then referees don't make those sort of big calls, I don't think, in this league. Um, they seem to mainly just kind of keep their head down and hope for the best. <laughs> oh, tell you what really made me laugh, sorry. The, uh, two things to pick up. So uh, one thing that made me laugh, uh, you know, we ha- so when, the, when we had the break in play for the incident, hmm. um Ball had gone out for a Wickham throw-in. And when we restarted, the ref um, made the Wickham player go back a few steps. So it's like, he'd rem- even though it was like 20 minutes later, he'd remembered 
where that was, which really, really made, like, it's like, how picky. I'm going to remember that. I've written it down where it was. Uh, <laughs> restart, I'll make sure it's taken in the right place. Um, uh, this is just to call out a bit of, uh, so the fighting in the stands, embarrassing. Also embarrassing and, cr- and genuinely just crappy behaviour. Fans chanting Theo, particularly when Shadipo got the ball. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, we can all see. I'm not. I'm not a loving Shadipo's work in a Wednesday shirt at this point, but we can all see he's suffering for confidence. How? Who does it help? Chanting Theo, Theo. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's nothing much to it, but it, it was disappointing, and it's mm-hmm. just you know the sort of people doing it. They think they're clever. It's just harming people's confidence again and you know lo and behold in this game you know fast forward spoiler alert Theo Coburn who came on and had probably his worst performance in a Wednesday shirt he did to some total of nothing when he came on um so you know just get a grip support the team that's playing don't try and like support an imaginary yeah. team in your mind uh anything else then so um it's it's strange we kind of got we put we played the game like it was um, like the clock had stopped. So the the minute there was one minute of added time at the end of the game and things like that. But interestingly, from the the sort of record, the goal is given at forty five minutes plus nine. So uh, so that that wasn't the case. So presumably what, the clock it, did kept running. It did the clock did kept well because that was the thing because they were like, like on the footage we had that there didn't seem to be any great announcement about how much stoppage time there was they had 11 minutes in the end yeah but they announced one so it's like the in the ground it was played like time stopped and we started again and then we got to 45 minutes and we played one minute added on so uh, presumably the delay was 10 minutes uh but that's it's weird that that's not how it worked in the mm. The world outside the little Hillsborough bubble. Well, we would. Do, um, I mean, it was like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes before they came before like stopping yeah. playing and starting again, which is fine. But then it's like, well, how much? I I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah, but the, the so the goal um, Hunt was taking a while over a throw, and he was waiting for things to open up, and yep. nobody was really making space for him. People were getting a bit antsy and frustrated. People just need to chill out. But anyway, you know, he's getting antsy. He's looking for an option. Um, and Bannon made a sort of dart towards the goal and uh, towards their area and, and Hunt picked him out. Um, this is where I thought, I thought their, their, their big centre-back, um, number five, I thought handballed it because um, as Bannon touched it past him, but fell to Gregory and... Gregory was as cool and as calm and as collected as a stone-cold killer in, in the face of Stockdale. He just rolled the ball as Stockdale flailed and then uh, passed it to Shadipo, who had a nice, easy nice easy finish. Great yeah. goal. Yeah. Really well, well thought out. I was, the only thing I was going to say was, you know, it, it, just going through, I scared my cat fisting the air, as I've put it, <laughs> as I was watching the game. Sorry, Leonard. You scared the air by fisting the cat. I did. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hun had no options taking his time. Throw in semi long for Baz. I thought he had a great touch kind of going on to yeah. Gregory from what I kind of saw. I couldn't kind of figure it out. Gregory's one on one with Stockdale. 
The cop takes a large inhale with expectation for him to strike. Yes. Dawdles it forward. Like, yeah. just just dallies with it at his feet. <laughs> like, almost to the point where I was so focused, like, I think, like, everybody's so focused on what he is going to do in that situation. Yeah. As our number nine, as a one-on-one with the keeper. Yeah. Didn't even see. I was so blinkered. I didn't even see. Shadipo was there. Rolls it to Shadipo past then. And uh, Shadipo bags between two Brannigan kitted Wiccan players on the line. 1 1. Yeah. Great goal. Uh, thoroughly deserved. Mm-hmm. And n- nice to, yeah, nice to see Shadipo get, get off, get, uh, get going for us in terms of league goals. That's his second, um, I believe, isn't it? I think possibly, yes. And he also had one disallowed, which should never have been disallowed, yeah. as we remember earlier in the season. Yep. That, until this point, the best thing he'd done. Hmm. He did have one very good game, didn't he? I don't remember that, but maybe. He did. That's good. Good to know. <laughs> That's fine. You're allowed to have opinions, Luke. <laughs> and then, so that kind of takes us into half time. I mean, we had a few kind of half chances after then. You know, you know, we were chomping. We had the uh, the bit between our teeth. I would say. Yeah. And shame to say we didn't need half time to come at that point. No, no. But again, unlike so many Wednesday teams before them, we we just kept at it after the mm-hmm. after the break. Um, yeah, just so bizarre to see a Wednesday team reacting well to these big moments in in matches. It's so unlike so unlike us. <laughs> it feels like it's in the DNA of the club to overreact and react badly when you know there's an injury break or yeah uh, i was so glad in this situation to be even i mean even a situation looking back it's uh thinking about midweek it just felt like i i think there's been a very very pavlovian reaction to to wednesday conceding and us as wednesday fans thinking we didn't get what we deserved today yeah so managing to book that trend is is huge. It yeah. would have felt really unfair to be behind in this in this Definitely. half of football. Definitely. <clears throat> um, I mean, it it felt a little bit harsh to be <laughs> to 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 be drawing in in some ways, but because mm. uh, they they really had so few one shot on target, two shots off. Um, you know, they had so few ventures forward. Really, mm-hmm. given that they are, you know, they just pumped Plymouth that's the thing I mean these are two good teams we've played you mm. know we, we talked last week is this kind of like is it papering over the cracks have we beaten a rubbish team and it makes it you know it makes all those draws kind of look a bit better but we come to the end of this week well no we're not there yet but it's a very different situation you know we've, we've played two very good teams two teams above us in the table mm-hmm. and um and and come Come out maybe being feeling a bit aggrieved that we've we've not got six points from that that situation, which is says a lot for the way we've we've suddenly we, we've started to play. Not suddenly, it's been a process. It's been a gradual process. <laughs> um, but five minutes into that sec into that second half, we we got uh, we went ahead. Trumpy bum, Trumpy bum is back, baby. Trumpy bum is back, and very much his sort of. Effort, just hitting it early, catching the keeper kind of cold. Hmm. Um, Shadipo unlucky not to get the assist. Uh, he 
he sort of took his took took, took the the right back for a for a bit of a walk and popped the ball in, but it came off uh, it came off their defender first. Um, I think it would have been Wheeler probably that headed it away, um, headed it right into right to the feet of uh, Windass, who who struck it very hard and uh, low. Um, but Stockdale probably should have saved it. I think, I think it, was, so. it was pretty close <laughs> to him. Um, you know, you know what, Rich? You know what, Rich? I don't give a shit. No, no, me either, really. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it's perfectly like it. It's one of these that kind of bobbles, but the bob, the the bounce is right where the keeper was. So it was, yeah, it was perfect, although unplanned. Um, we had a good, a really good effort from Camberry not long after that as well. Mm-hmm. He was uh, that produced a really good save from from Stockdale, uh, and to save it and get it pretty clear was, was, was pretty impressive from, from his point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess moments kind of in between here, that kind of sandwich a little bit of a little bit of narrative before a little bit of narrative before the, the equalizing goal. Yeah. Um, I did recall that, like, as you said, that Canberra chance, it wasn't something I committed to notes. You know, we, we did have a bit of a spell after that, like kind of going and yeah. kind of pushing for that third goal. We didn't just stop, which is nice. Yeah. We didn't get back. I can't believe that push on Shadipo on the 56th minute was allowed. Yeah. That was really poor. I mean, um, for the fact we came up against a side that we can see a decent and a side who are, you know, the cream of what we've got in this third tier, uh, I thought that Wiccan were a bunch of handsy shovey buggers. Yeah, the ref did some several strange things because he let them he let them get away with loads of. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Darren Moore, a post match, talked about them being the most experienced team in the league, <laughs> um, which I thought was really funny comment because if you take it at its face value, you think I don't know if I agree with that, Darren. But then you know, reading between the lines, I. I can see what he means. They do yeah. all the dirty tricks and the time wasting, and I know well their average average age is twenty nine, so they're they're also old as well. <laughs> they're old mm. and experienced. But like there were so many fouls on all of our front line. Um, Gregory was pulled to the ground several times. Camberry was shoved over. Windass was shoved and kicked and pushed. Um, and Shadipo was just fouled constantly. Uh, incredible that that right wing back didn't get a card of any sh- shape. And then, amazingly, Shadipo got given a card for his one challenge in the whole game. Mm. The refs in this league are just... I know we keep saying it, but... Yeah. So, so bad. <laughs> it's just awful. Because each one of their their back five really should have had a totting up card given to them. They were so, so many fouls. Yes, they were all like 14 fouls. They were all little like nibbly, pushy-shovey type things. But surely, surely when you do that many of them, it it starts to count for something, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It it surely adds up. Um, Mm. The 62nd minute, that felt like quite a let-off. That was the long ball over the top. Long ball they pump forward from a goal kick from Stockdale. It bounces through for Hanlon, suddenly in a good position. I, I think he was in an okay position. I think the thing that really makes an even better position 
is when Peacock Farrell makes a really stupid decision to come out of his box. He charged out, then stopped, then decided to commit to it. It was really an odd moment. He did get he did get an all the all important kind of foot in, but it could just as easily have gone behind him or over him or well he didn't know actually because it was Dunkley who kind of rescued that situation, I thought. <laughs> it's I, I think Peacock Farrell gets his foot in. I'm watching it back, by the way, just to, that's the pause. Um, I think Peacock Farrell gets his left foot in there. Um, at the time, I thought we were maybe lucky to avoid a penalty in that situation. It looked it looked all kinds of clumsy and, um, uh, you know, uh, it just looked like that sort of situation. And it's isolated as well, which is always, uh, always makes things tricky. Uh, it might be, I, I, it's quite hard to tell. Again, we've got that one mm-hmm. angle. Don't get to see anything else. You yeah. don't get to see it slowed down. Um, it's a bad decision from Peacock Farrell. I suppose having made the decision to charge out, he's better to do it properly than not do it. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, but it's not. It's not. It doesn't look good. It was also. I think second half they got quite a bit of joy in putting their number eighteen um, Hamlin up against uh, Patterson. I think Patterson really struggled with that second half. Um, foreshadowing, uh, it, it's part of what happened for the goal. But that also, I think Dunkley just wasn't sure what to do when when it was one of his defensive partners that was up for the header. And he seemed to just charge in behind them. And sometimes that worked uh, and sometimes that didn't. And this was one of those times where it didn't. So we ended up in, a, in an absolute scramble trying to yeah. work things but we, we, I don't think there was a foul watching it back. Uh, I, it does look, it's a bad decision from Bailey Peacock Farrell. It's good defending from Che Dunkley and, and we, we, we got it. We survived that one at the very least. Mm. But survival didn't last too long, did it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I completely lapsed on, so Moore was saying how it wasn't, wasn't a very good decision for the free kick. Well, it was, a ba- it was, it was bad decision making. Patterson oh. just gone through the back of him needlessly. Okay. Uh, that was my reading of it. Anyway, I, I think it was it's a bad place to give the give the free kick away. But I, I I mean a free kick which you know could potentially be dangerous. I mean, let's. I really want to give some kudos here. This is top. That's top. a that's a rather exceptional angle to strike a football. It certainly is. Yeah, he's sort of. Bailey Peacock Farrell is setting up, sort of saying, "Yeah, you can have that one if you get it." And mm. he got it uh, because Peacock Farrell's got to hedge. I, I've seen some threads saying, "Oh, he's left up again. Bring Dawson back. <coughs> Don't bring Dawson back, please, please, please. Do not bring Dawson back." Um, but I do think he gets caught playing. Is he's playing a game? <laughs> He's got to hedge to an extent because what you're expecting the, the player to do in that situation more often than not is, is put it in there for a, a, a defender or somebody to, to head the ball. Um, well, the thing that was just so heartbreaking about it is like the fact that, again, this is equalising goal, which means that we get one point from a game, which we should have got three. Let's fast forward yeah. and say that. Um, from Peacock Farrell's, like watching that from my angle, which is probably the same angle that you will see, yeah, there's you can see in slow motion the moment where Peacock Farrell's in the best position. He resets himself. Yeah, 
to then go back and correct himself by trying to make the save. And it's, it's like the curve of the ball yeah. is like a cross, but then it it's move it moves so much in the air, it goes from yeah. being Across, and it's hit obviously with the pace of a shot. It's not, nobody would want to put their head on that. That was it was thundered in. Mm. Um, it's a great free kick. It's I think Bailey Peacock Farrell will think you know will 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 spend probably the week wanting people to replicate that so he can he can learn from it. But I do think, as I say, you're almost sort of say it's like keepers do it all the time, don't they? They put their wall on one side, they stand on the other, and effectively you're sort of saying, if you can hit it well enough, there's no way I can possibly get over that side. Yeah. So, but I don't think you can do it, and it's the same sort of thing that he's doing. Um, he does in, instinctively take that step left, which means he cannot possibly get to the ball if he'd stood where mm. he was. He could have. He could have got a hand to it. It's a, yeah. It doesn't take away this thing though that it's another point lost, another two points lost from a winning mm-hmm. position. Um, again, and, um, you know, us. like you know, I think you've made this point before. Like, there's no one who's going to be on the Sheffield Wednesday training ground to replicate that for. No, no. Because if we get something like that, that's Bannon putting it in for a header, which we're probably most times not going to do anything with. Did you? Um, I can't quite remember what minute this happened, but Bannon hit one of the most bizarre free kicks I've ever seen today. <laughs> you know the thing where he tried to like sort of fizz it? He did it in the second half. I don't recall this, sorry. Oh, it's really, I think it looked like, he shaped like he was going to chip it, but he hit it straight along the ground. And I don't know whether it was on purpose or whether he just completely messed it up. It was awful. He looked really annoyed and was shouting at everybody, but he does that with everything. But <laughs> it, it was terrible. It was really one of the, honestly, one of the most, bizarre, I mean, yeah, bizarre, worst performed free kicks I've seen in a long, long time. Um, have you got any, I mean, we, we did give it a good go. We had some, hmm. we tried to sort of, make things happen after that we tried to to get the lead back but to no avail really and i, mm. I, I don't really remember any g- kind of guilt edge chances well nothing guilt edged i mean 65th minute there was something unfortunate camberry put a decent cross into gregory but it was just beyond yeah gregory that that was nice but it was kind of weird uh there was a strange free kick given i think from a melee but then i looked it back and then Gregory absolutely put his laces through someone's stomach right. in, in the Wickham defence. So that was quite yeah. funny. The 74th minute. Thought there was a great move on the 75th minute following that. Uh, surging rung from Mendes Lang. Slipped to Barry Bannon with a through ball to Windass. But the clock, the cross was deflected out. Um, that this. is two substitutions, yeah. Yeah, we made attacking changes, didn't we? So Mendes Lang came on for Hunt and Corbin mm. came on. Some of the fun. best substitutions we've seen from Darren Moore. Mm. And Delhi Bashiru yeah. coming on from Windass. I was glad. I, I mean, I'm glad from the in terms of managing Windass and his time on the pitch, I was glad he was taken off because I, I I thought he was looking tired. He he definitely waned in his influence on the game. And he'll have, you know, having him to fight another day is is important. Uh so I thought it was a good change to make. And I thought Delhi Bashiru really gave it his all in that little cameo. Um and possibly our best chance of the game was was the one where he just sort of battered through a dawdling defender and and nearly ended up sort of bearing down on goal uh towards mm. the end. Oh that was huge. Yeah. 
But I liked Mendes. I liked the look of Mendes Lang. Um, interesting. We want to say about Mendes Lang. I wanted to kind of ask you. Um, it's weird with his build. He looks like he should be quicker. He's well. He takes a little while to get going, but I thought he looked fairly quick, fairly rapid. Mm. Bigger than I, I think. Thought that, I think that's probably the thing with the acceleration. It's a slow yeah. acceleration, but he's got a quick pace. He's got a pace, right? It's a yeah, yeah, an acceleration ten speed, pace, pace, yeah, pace, exactly. pace eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about the the footy footy <laughs> man stats for these people. Um, Wickham decided to try and bring some kind of change to the effect of the game by bringing on grab grab bag size Brannigans, Akin Fenwa. <laughs> or maybe limited edition Brannigan's roast beef and mustard flavored hobnobs, perhaps. How did I mean we lost our minds over him a couple of times, and like he's literally got nothing left now other than just being big. Like he's just a fat, slow shell of a football. Player. Yeah. Why are we you know? worried? Why are we? Why is anyone worried? <sighs> Ridiculous. You know, we could we could do a foot race with him. Like Dunkley could do a foot race with him. Like. Like a dad playing with a toddler at the seaside, like running across the sand, being like, "Oh, oh, see if he can catch me!" Oh, oh, like it, it's that, it's that thing. Uh, he has got two goals this season, amazingly. Wow, thirty-nine years of age. Oh my mm. goodness! I thought the eighty-fourth minute we had a promising free kick, which Bannon hits in. It was kind of knocked up, and it was a Dunkley kind of looped one over the bar. Yes, yeah. I think everyone was surprised he actually hit a good free kick. He had a he didn't have his best game today, did Barry Bannon. I thought some of the things from Bannon, like some of the some of the play was okay. But yeah, but it, he gave the ball away a lot today. Mm, interesting. Way more than normal. Mm. But but then yeah. again, he's involved yeah. in everything good that we do. So yeah. <laughs> It was just the heartbreaking that last chance of the game that I think you've already brought up as well. It was just um, the tenacity, strength, and pace from yeah. from Fizz from FDB was something brilliant, and it was just heartbreaking that he won. You know, won the ball and almost got it past Ogdell. Yes, almost, almost. Yeah, he's. Um, I still really, really like his his work. I like, uh, there's lots to like about that young man. He's so strong and quick and he's confident as well. Like he just, just he's never, he's not cowed by anything, which is, which is a great thing to have. Um, yeah, it's, a, again, we're in this kind of Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's uh, summary kind of thing because it's a point from behind, but it's also a po- two points lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but another if, decent showing. I mean, and we're looking at a full week, which is seven from nine. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Three games in a week, and we've, we've taken seven from nine. Two teams that were above us in the table that we've we've looked good against. Probably we should have beaten probably both of them. Um, yeah. Week, it's yeah. hard not to be pleased with this week's work, I think, on, on the whole. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice thing. We you know there's been many weeks where we couldn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think as we've sort of said that you know it, it feels like there is a there's now a thought and a plan. We're playing. There's an identity to the way we play, and quite excitingly, part of the way we play is we're pretty gung ho. It's about attacking teams. It's about putting our best foot forward and putting our strengths on them rather than trying to 
you know eradicate our weaknesses or or pick on their weaknesses or or dull their strengths it's about us going forward what we could do in the game and we've been calling for that hoping for that for years and uh, I think we've got to just enjoy this at, the, at this point in time it it feels like this in a way this week might be the week that we emerge as as maybe the contenders that we were supposed to be mm. um I know there's a long way to go and things like that but we talked at the end of last week's episode and said you know we've got these two pivotal games and it'll tell us a lot about where we are and I think where we are is is right up there in terms of the the qualities we have the table is an absolute mess because so many people have got games in hand it's really hard to tell who sits where really mm-hmm. um but we're you know we're on the cusp we're within touching distance it's and we're one of the form teams as it stands oh definitely yeah i mean considering that we've i, I think you really have to look at this that we are coming into the we're coming into as it stands that playoff picture from a position where like really the strengths of what we did beforehand have really put us in a lying position when we were mid table yeah being around the 14th 15th spot whatever it was like to surge from that to seventh i mean i looked at the table afterwards and i was a bit staggered that we're still outside the top six yeah like it it, it feels if we carry on with this it's just a matter of time before we're in there knocking on the door for top two really we've come yeah. up against mk dons who you know one of the, t- the top teams in this division wickham who traded trading around those top two positions and i haven't had a chance to check but i'll be damned if wickham and mk dons fans i think the mk dons fans said this Wickham will be saying they were probably one of the best teams they've played in this division yeah like this is this is having the weight having the name behind us having the players with the credibility and turning up and turning up and doing it to these teams absolutely i think the big thing we've got to say with this is like there's a number of star performers today Luongo again. Yeah. Yeah. We've, well, we've all known so that important. if he's on, he's on, he's performing, he's fit. We are looking at different. We're looking at different beast. But look at the top. So the teams above us in this table, mm-hmm. Rotherham, who we beat, yep. Wigan, who we beat, mm-hmm. Wickham, who we drew with, but probably should have beat, Plymouth, okay. They've got like a... <laughs> Well, this, whole, we'll, just, you know, we'll just forget about Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, but they've lost three games in a row. You know, they've gone from absolute yeah. top of the tree, rolling everybody over, everybody wants to tickle Ryan Lowe's belly, to, okay, now they're in a real slump. So how how does he, is he going to pull them out of that? Is he that, is he a good manager in those situations? Or, you know, does he like being the bully and struggle when it's the, the boots on the other foot? Who knows? Sunderland, who we beat. MK Dons, who we beat. Mm. There was a point where people were saying, oh, we're the only teams we've beaten are the bottom three. You know, it's not the situation anymore. I think probably our performances against those middling teams is probably what's hurting us at, to an extent. We've drawn mm. a lot. We very rarely lose. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. The last, uh, the last league loss is uh, beginning of October. We're staring yeah. down about two months of this. So it's, it's looking good. <laughs> we don't get there's not I don't think there's any cause really to get carried away but there's lots of positive signs here and as people like Luongo and Windas come come back and get get increasingly fitter and uh, have more of an influence it's a nice picture mm-hmm. defensively 
I'd like another body in there. That would be nice. But I'd uh, like two. Yeah. We I don't. We don't know what. We have no idea what's going on with Hutchinson. No, because do you believe Darren Moore, who says he'll be back before the end of the year, or do you believe the rumours are that he's fallen out with everybody again, or who knows? He didn't uh, strain any fingers uh, flicking on the the lights <laughs> at Sheffield Wednesday, Christmas lights. <laughs> oh, dear. He's also got, because his, his, his bleach blonde hair is now kind of growing out, so he, he really looks like he's... Uh, He's a, an outcast from a, a boy band in the in the nineties with the with his like frosted tips. It's um it's it's not a great look for a man who's in his mid thirties. It's still better than what he was before. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw him in a visual for that, and I was like, oh look, Sam Hutchinson. Yeah, and it wasn't like oh, what is awful. Sam Hutchinson from O Town or uh... <laughs> <laughs> New Kids on the Block. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> SHOTV, Sam Hutchinson <laughs> yes. on the block. <laughs> oh well, I think that's about it. I think we've done it. We've done it. Uh, we've we've done it to death, really, Luke. Well, I uh, let's let's do a little bit more, Rich. Okay, well, no, you're absolutely right because, <laughs> because... <laughs> I think I'm you know where I'm stuff. going with this. You've gone a little bit ahead of yourself there, Rich. But... You're, you're going to perform a poem for us. Thank you. No, no, I, uh, I wanted to say who would be, as we've looked at this middling, we'd we be remiss. Pick, would be remiss without doing a star performer. Yes, it'd be rude to to not pick a star performer. So who? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued as to who. Oh you're, god, this is a tough one. Who you're um, going to? This is a tough one. There's a lot of good options. So by admitting admitting people, I will give the caveats that uh, you know does not does not no way decree their performance. <laughs> um, we've mentioned so we've mentioned how great Luongo's been. I think yeah. that has to be something that has to be held into account. You have to think about that. Have to think about that. Shadipo was very very good today. Yeah. Um, Mendes Lang had a nice little showing from the bench. Little cameo. I'm going to give it to Jack Hunt. Nice. I he agree. Was I think I agree. An absolute revelation on that right. He was just chewing up space, just so full of pomp and confidence. Yeah. Just slapping about their left back on a constant <laughs> basis, <laughs> holding them off. And running he's got past. a bad hand. He's All of that with hand. a bad hand. Is he he's got like some uh, some webbing on his hand or something? Yeah, he's got he's tra- um he's ch- he's channeling J- Jamie Vardy with uh having a pot on his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good call. Do we? Uh, do we? Is it mean to go for a? I think it's mean. Call? I think because there's a lot of decent performances, you know, and, and also Maybe we have to. Farrell get a get a little bit of scorn balls towards us. He gets a little bit of scorn balls. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. it's not bad. It's not not the seen, full. We've seen worse from Peacock Farrell. Yes, not the and full the... gamut of. Uh... Of the villain of the piece, but only uh, on a couple of really stinky occasions. Yeah, um, but this is kind of middling. I mean, he, he's still barely Peacock Farrell. He's still uh, the best goalkeeper at the club. He's still really grateful to have him. Um, and his again, you know, at times his passing and his decision making in that regard is it, that's where he really shows. That's where he's like, if he's if it's like seven point five and seven in other areas, it's like. 
nine and five <laughs> when it comes to distribution. Mm. Um, and and uh, that does it does it is important. It's important in the way that we set the pace in these games and keep keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good stuff. Um, yeah. So now, would you agree that we've done it to death? Now we've done it to death. Now this now now before no, but now. Um, well, it's been a, a, a treat again. Um, I look forward to. To picking things up uh, next week, and because uh, I mean, next week we don't have a game, do we? There's not a Saturday game for us to review. We've got Hartley Pools, haven't we? Midweek, we've got the Hartley Pools in 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 PJT. Yeah, we're gonna get grab ourselves a big old slice of the action. <laughs> you want to do another Papa John's episode? We possibly could. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of other things, we can do to death. <laughs> well it's really dangerous somebody actually praised uh somebody in one of the reviews actually praised those the the the, uh, the episodes we do uh different things with which uh you know we are in encor- nothing if not incorrigible and uh <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll think of something eh? let's do it um also should just say thank you we had a lovely review uh from uh oliver on apple podcasts um giving us five stars, which was, which was lovely. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, we have very, very fragile egos and um, we drink in, drink in these lovely words. So thank you very much. And uh, if anybody else feels inclined to, to pop on and give us a, a five-star review, it does help. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, Luke, I'm going to say cheerio. Wish you all the, all the best and uh, same to the folks at home. Cheerio. Bye. Thanks everyone. Have a good one. Thank you.